0: This is Eden Busani, and I am your host for Mending Broken Beliefs podcast. Every Monday and Thursday, we upload new episodes from incredible speakers who share their wisdom on important life lessons and their personal journeys towards living a purposeful life. Tune in on Thursdays to get my latest scoop on self-growth and new transformational life concepts. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Hey, I have Joseph Bryant with me. Um, he is a mindset coach, and he helps millennials overcome their mind and fair public speaking. He's also a multi-award winning speaker, author, and online businessman, and an NLP practitioner. So, we got some fancy schmancy here, Joseph Brown.
1: <laughs> Definitely, yeah.
0: And, um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We're happy to have you here as well. Um, today's topic that we picked out was... Where energy goes, attention flows. And I believe that's also your quote that you live by, correct? Correct, yeah. So, I mean, we both chose this um, this topic, I believe, for very maybe different reasons. I love the topic of energy, uh, you know, universal vibrations, all these things. Mm-hmm. But you made it your quote for life. Why? I mean, that's more personal, right?
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, so I think the reason why I made that my call for my life is because of where it first originated and when when I started first thinking about it. So my story is to keep it nice and short, sure, was I dealt with bullying throughout my whole childhood and throughout that I started developing these really bad mental struggles and thoughts. And it only occurred in the first year of sixth form that I that I just started getting stressed out all the time. I started overthinking a lot. I started worrying about life. I I had no clarity on who I wanted to be, what I wanted to, wanted to wanted to do in life. Uh, I didn't know what goals or what life plan I had. I thought I was going to be a nobody. I hated myself for all the different things that that I did. I had uh, even though I was a confident guy, at that point in time I was very very shy, not confident at all. I I had quite bad. I had quite bad anxiety in it as well. I so many things would happen that so many symptoms would arise where I knew that I had struggles. For example, I would walk to school and I would just feel this instant, like heavy breathing, walking to school, and almost a little tightness in my chest. I, I know that's a. I know that's a cliche thing to say, but it was almost. It was so convenient. It was almost as if. As soon as I walked into the school, I started feeling anxious and just thought that I literally thought that the worst was going to happen because you know my past experience of bullying. I thought that bad things were going to happen again, and I also thought that I was going to school for no reason, right? You know, a lot of a lot of people go to school to get good grades and help the youth have to get good jobs in the future, and yeah, that that could help. But I sort of knew that from, uh, especially when I was sixteen, that I didn't want to work in nine to five jobs the rest of my life. I'm not trying to sound like like this. I a fancy entrepreneur I didn't even think that I wanted to be an entrepreneur at the time and I wouldn't even class myself as as an entrepreneur I would class myself as as a um as a polymath and and, and I'll get and I'll get into that in a bit but I just knew that a nine to five wasn't for me and when I started getting stressed out and going to work feeling depressed feeling just this uh this intense emotion of melancholy I knew there was something wrong with me so I went to the doctor and i said look i've feeling really stressed i'm overthinking a lot i think there's something mentally wrong with me so he completed a test for me and a week later i got the results for what was wrong with me and he handed me a paper and it said that it said that i've been diagnosed with ocd he said that i've I been developing these um symptoms of ocd for a couple of months and i didn't fully understand what ocd like when people first hear OCD, they think, "Oh, he has a problem with overthinking about washing his hands or being too over, over hygienic and stuff like that." Um, no, that's that's that can be anywhere near the truth. Hello, it stands for overcompulsive disorder, and basically, it's it's almost like if you don't do something, then you think that the worst is going to happen to you. You think you're going to get this huge, huge, huge problem. is like it's almost as if, because you don't do something, karma's gonna come to you and just whack you in the face. Something bad's gonna happen to you. So for me, it was it was really bad to me because there was two stages. There was one stage where I couldn't I couldn't control my conscious mind. I, you know how like, you know how like for example we walk and stuff like that. Like I know it sounds weird, but um, I, I know you guys can't see me, but I've got this cut in my hand, right? Imagine me having to consciously think how to hold a cup and drink it. So I'd, I'd literally say to myself, right, I have to put my hand out, put my fingers around the cup, pick it up, drag it towards me, put it on my lip, and then serve, right? And it was literally that process for almost everything, for running, for writing on paper, for drinking. And I couldn't understand that I just had this obsession with overthinking. Uh, the worst part is when you, you, you're trying to go to sleep, and you literally can't because you're overthinking too much. But to me, that felt like the worst thing in the world because you know, I, I, I felt that when I go to sleep, I don't have to deal with any bad emotions. I'm not gonna think, I'm just gonna have a nice rest of sleep. That's when the worst thing happened, because I was overthinking so much that I would I, I wouldn't be able to sleep. And then I was getting like three to four hours of sleep. I was an awful health, I'd get stressed out a lot, I would cry a lot. I a really sad moment was when I was in my bath and I couldn't help just start thinking so I literally started crying and just like started talking to myself luckily there was no one in the house but yeah I just had that and another thing as well is that I, I, I didn't tell anyone that I had OCD I kept it with me I didn't even though my doctor gave me prescription pills, I didn't take any of the pills at all so I was on my own and, and I was doing things for meditation running Jogging, yoga, eating healthy—everything you could imagine under the sun—and none, none of them worked, right? They were all helpful in a way, I guess. That you could say they made me healthier and made me happier, but I still knew I had that OCD problem. And then what was actually worse than that was that I had an. After I managed to like overcome my conscious mind thing, I had this over addiction of negative thoughts, and that was the worst part because I would go to school thinking about how shit and bad it was going to be. I would go to school worrying about being bullied by people. I would be in my bed, just not having a clue about life and thinking I was going to get nowhere. I was literally, I was hating myself so much. And I think that was one of the biggest reasons why I caused that. I just, I had no self-love. I had no appreciation, no acceptance for who I was. And that was the worst part, because if your mind's actually taken over by negativity, then all the happiness that you want to get, well, Simply, you can't be there, right? So I knew there was, there had to be a certain way to overcome it. There had to be a certain way. So I started reading a lot of psychology books. I watched videos. I completed courses, right? And they helped quite a bit. But one thing which constantly, constantly helped a lot, and it helps now, and it's helped me so much now that I don't even have OCD anymore. And I guess in a bit, it's about focus. It's about paying attention and focusing to the thoughts that you want to have. So the problem is, is that we often, with life, we we accept certain circ we accept certain circumstances, right? So, for example, most people will go to university because we instantly think that if we go to uni, we get a great degree, great chance of a job, live a com- live a comfortable life with a really good pay, and live a comfortable and live comfortable. is with a family, right? That that's that's a, that's the a, average perception or some people think oh if I say it's nine to five I'll be able to retire when I'm 65 right we have this like instantaneous default way of thinking and because of that in a certain way we don't have the we don't have the difference or the focus to think of the things that we enjoy I think like you know, maybe people who are doing these nine to fives or doing things or doing working in a job like imagine working in a job you don't even like, right? Imagine that's basically how. Okay, Simon Sinek said it best. Simon Sinek said, working in a job that you hate is called stress. Yeah, you know, working on a job that you love is called passion, and that's also another thing as well. And what happened is that my brother also started developing some bad mental habits as well he started developing tics um if you guys know what tics is it's very bad you you had like this certain actions where he would click his head and stuff and he couldn't control it and i knew that was to do with some sort of trauma like bullying stuff before my brother got bullied as well and i just thought why has this happened to me i've had this i've got this ocd my brother had has tics why did it have to happen to me? And why did it have to happen to my bro my my best brother in the entire world? And I, I just felt even like more helpless. But but also part of me was thinking, if I don't at least try to do something, then I'm just going to be in the same way as problem forever. And it's only going to get worse and downhill from there. And also, if there was anyone that I was willing to fight for, it, it would be a family member. It would be blood, right? So... I started focusing, I started paying attention and looking at ways, and when I started realizing about the power of attention and focus, not about the law of attraction, law of attraction and attention and positive thoughts are different things, right? But just being able to control one's mind, controls one's emotions, okay? Because when I was able to focus so much on the positives, the negatives weren't that much anymore. I mean, I became so good at focusing on things that I love, such as music and football, that, even when negatives popped into my mind, it wasn't as bad and as painful as it used to be. And, um, as I started to focus on things such as you know football, public speaking, sports, gym, music, socializing with my friends and my bro, I started realizing a lot more things that if I just did things which I enjoyed and not caring about money or about or about education and stuff at that time, but actually enjoy myself and be happy with myself, then maybe once I managed to do that, then I can focus on other things such as being wealthy or education or going to more events or growing businesses, right? But I wanted to focus on mental health first. I think that's the most important thing that I stand by, mental health. If you don't have a good mind, a good emotional intelligence, you're gonna struggle in all those areas. So focus on that first. And basically after that, in late September, September 23rd, I went back to my doctor, told him, look, I haven't taken the pills. and I feel a lot better now. I just wanna double check if I definitely do have OCD. Can you please do a test and tell me what the results say? So he conformed. he completed the test, came back. And there was no signs or symptoms of OCD whatsoever. whatsoever. And I don't say this to make it seem like I'm a miracle because I'm not. I'm not this like fallen, I'm not this like angel who's managed to overcome the odds of mental health when no one says people can can overcome mental health. It, it can only be done by pharmaceutical or drugs, which also isn't true, right? I just wanted to show people that when it comes to controlling the mind, it's about focus, it's about attention, it's about memory on thoughts. And all I was thinking at the time was the worst of me. I was thinking I was hating myself for allowing bullying to happen. I hated myself for losing jobs. I, I hated myself for all the failures that I had, hating myself because I didn't love myself, I thought it was ugly, I thought it was stupid, I didn't think I was good enough for the world. And when I started to focus on my positives, I could then go back to my negative. And positive was so strong that when the negatives came so it wasn't that bad so when i started focusing on uh, when i started going back to my negatives i didn't judge myself i just analyzed it i thought why did i hate myself for the bullying why did i hate myself for losing jobs why do i why did i hate the way i looked and felt and my friends and stuff right and i just learned just to accept oneself you know you're never going to be the prettiest you're never going to be the most wealthiest person what you might, who knows. But you're never going to be the best at everything. I think that's what people, people lust, to be the best or the best known at something, right? That's why in school, what are the traditional cultures to grow up in? We want to learn how to be the most popular, to have the most friends, to be the, have the highest grades and stuff, right? But when I just learned to accept myself and focus on things I enjoy, That's when my life started to change. That's when I properly, properly decided to dream and write down my goals and flourish my mind with ambitions and just completely, 180 degrees, change my life. Not in terms of, no, I haven't got everything. I'm not a rich, wealthy man. I haven't got Lambos and mansions. I haven't got all the material shit, right? I don't care about that. But I've got my mind, and that's the most important thing in the world. I have complete control of my mind. I'm happy. I know how to control it. And yeah, so that's why I say attention is everything. It's focusing. There's negative and bad. And there's negative and positive as well, but you focus on the positive, the life will be so much better. Trust me. Yeah, a long question, a long answer, but that's my wow. answer to it.
0: Joseph, you are so inspiring, um, <laughs> courageous beyond. I <laughs> don't have words to explain how how brave you just sounded. If- <laughs> so amazing Um, and I I have a question for you though, Um, you know I'm sure there are people who are listening to this episode right now and they can totally relate to what you're saying Um, and you know they might also have uh, some mental health issues that they want to deal with. You're saying that um, the way to really heal yourself and to really learn to control your mind is by focusing and paying attention um when you first yeah. started, when you found this out how did you get in yourself into starting to focus did you jump right into you know trying to focus with all your might or did you just like what was your steps to really building on that focus
1: so so the first thing i would say was like everything if you want to develop a skill and focus is definitely a skill um, it comes with practice, you know, the first day, you're probably going to have the worst focus, the worst attention ever, right? But if you if you practice every single day on a consistent basis, developing patterns, developing habits, then imagine, for example, you decided to focus on one positive thought for five minutes every single day. Now, the first day, you probably might be able to probably focus in it for about five to ten seconds. And that's fine, right? If you can only focus on 5-10 seconds and there are 4 minutes, 50 uh, completely negative thoughts, that's fine. Don't worry about that. First day. When you first go into the gym, you can't expect to lift weights and be, be like Dwayne Johnson, right? It takes years and years and years of practice. That's why gurus, who want to control their mind and have masterminds, take them years, hours upon every single day. So the first part is like uh, practicing. The second part is not hating yourself because I think like, when we go into the point like the first day you're probably going to think oh crap i didn't focus out very well i'm not good at this and because people like don't see the competence there already they might give up but you know muhammad ali didn't become the world champion in a day he became the world champion in years and years and years this thing takes time and i think like what's really important about emotional intelligence and why you need to improve the skill of focusing on good thoughts is that if we can't we focus too much on the negatives, like. I'm not progressing fast enough, I'm not developing to the stage I want to, I'm not earning the income that I want to yet, right? All these negatives will just drain us and just make it worse for us. Positivity is the greatest weapon to the mind, right? So we need to find a way to properly focus on that. So there's a good technique called reframing, it's an NLP technique, and it's basically just simply perceiving situations in a positive light. So let's say for example, the first day you your shit to focus in, right? You can only manage to focus on a positive thought and you on holiday for about 10 seconds. That's fine. You can just say this. Oh, well, I only managed to, you know, focus on that positive for 10 seconds and it's not that good. However, if I keep on going every single day, who knows, in a couple of months, I could be, I could be focusing on thoughts for minutes. I could be way happier, right? It's that sort of perception. It's just reframing a negative perception, a negative insight, a negative thought, a positive one and so with that developing that it, it the focus is is so important right like with emotion intelligence we, if you if you deed up the whole thing right so think about an emotion how is an emotional feeling formed it's formed by thought if i thought about holiday i'm gonna be really happy right good feeling then we have to think about how that thought is created, right so if that thought is created, it's seen through the pineal gland. The pineal gland is basically what helps to. It's almost like a third eye. That's what a lot of people call it as. And it's basically like seeing a world, but it's imaginary. And you can imagine whatever you want. It's how dreams are created. I can imagine myself performing on stage. I can imagine myself uh, being an actor, being a movie star, being a uh, supreme athlete. I could I could dream whatever I want. So imagining that with future. Moments is really important, but also is much stronger with uh, past moments because, again, you're recreating that memory. Your mind knows it's real because it's stored that in this memory. And also, as well, you can use your imagination, the penile gland uh, imagination, to form it in whatever way you want. So you can, I don't know, you can be on holiday in Spain and imagine the sea is made out of candy or something like that. Make it something luxurious like that. that. That's just a funny thought. But then we have to look about. Okay, that peanut gland gets the imagination. How do we get that? How do we get that thought? How do we get that visual representation in the first place? Well, we have to focus on something, right? We don't have good focus. Mm-hmm. What our mind will do is we'll switch from different thoughts to thoughts. We may be happy thinking about a holiday, but the next time, maybe a tragic moment about someone who passed away, or about a job situation, or about bullying a bullying bully in his school. Right, it, it could switch constantly all the time. So the focus is just to make sure that you're in that moment. And what I what I say to people and what I say to my clients is that if you struggle with that thought and you can't retain it, um don't first on judge yourself. That's the worst thing you can do. You judge yourself or giving yourself audio digital bad thoughts, audio digitals when you speak yourself to your mind, tell yourself you're not good enough, telling yourself you're not worthy enough, hating on yourself. Again, this should make it harder to go on your thoughts. Just say to yourself, unless you say it out loud. Hmm, I wasn't able to focus on this thought well enough, but no worries. If I keep on going every single day, in a couple of months and a couple of years, I'll be a master at focusing on positive thoughts. And then with that focus, I think the best way we can improve our focus is through our environment, right? So with the focus environment, you need to have re- environment is so crucial. Environment is so crucial right our subconscious mind is literally a vacuum it consumes everything it, it, it consumes everything visually auditorial uh um taste smell feeling right so think about the way your room is looking think about the people in your life think about the job that you have all these different things impact your subconscious mind and impact the way you feel it may not feel like that in your time because again if you think about the habits and you think about uh, neurocells, the neurocells, right, they will literally form different memories and different patterns based on how many times that's focused on. So if I lift dumbbells every single day, 10 reps, then eventually over time, my neurocells will help to develop the information to my, mother, to, to my muscles to extend that, make that muscle bigger. And then over time, with that consistent habit, most important word is habit, the pattern. Over time, my muscle get bigger. So that's how I would answer that. It's just seducting, but the most important part would definitely focus.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Mending Broken Beliefs podcast and for joining me on the adventure of my life. I hope you found this episode to be enjoyable and valuable. To find out more about us, you can visit our website at edanbusani.com. If you enjoy this episode and feel others can benefit from it as well, spread the love by sharing.